Matthew 21, and we're going to start in verse 1 this morning, amen. And, and, and uh, guys, uh, just as a uh, heads up, here comes a, uh, a very important week in the, um, in the Christian community, which is um, Holy Week, amen. Uh, next Sunday, it's going to be Palm Sunday. How many of you know what Palm Sunday is? If you don't, then you don't want to miss next Sunday. Pastor Maggie is going to be uh, preaching next Sunday, so uh, we cannot wait. I can't. I can't wait to hear to hear from her. And then, um, then Wednesday comes in, then Thursday, uh, then Friday. Um, stay posted because I think we're, we're we're definitely going to meet up on Thursday, which is if you don't remember, Thursday was basically the Last Supper. Amen, with the disciples. So we're going to be taking communion here again uh, on Thursday. So everyone be aware of that. Thursday, don't miss it. Uh, it's when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. The, that's when um, we're not going to wash feet, don't worry. <laughs> Everyone's like, God, leave. Maybe if we're random, just cut your nails and all good stuff. Because <laughs> you never know. Jesus may, may ask Pastor Joel to, to start doing that. I'm kidding, brother. Joel's like, hey, it's there. But no, it's good. Uh, Thursday, once again, it's, it's memorable because that's when Jesus uh, broke the bread and shared the wine. Um, so that's also the, the time where Jesus went to pray and he was bleed or he was sweating blood. So there, it's very significant. And Friday, it's Crucifixion Friday. I'm not sure we're going to have something yet, but stay posted on social media. And then, of course, Sunday, Sunday, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday. I know everyone's going to look extra bougie next Sunday and all this stuff. Uh, we will have uh, a gathering for next Sunday. Amen. So do not leave next Sunday. If you have plans with your family, cool, but stay, stay for a little bit. Uh, if you have plans with your friends, just stay for a little bit. We're going to have a, a time of communion after the service. So uh, please stay. You're good. Amen. So. Hey, let's pray really quick, and then uh, we'll, we'll go into the Word. God, just thank you so much for your Word. Thank you for moments in your presence, God, <clears throat> that is so tangible, that, that it's so obvious when you're there, Lord. And this morning, God, cleanse my lips. This morning, God, cleanse my mind. Cleanse my hands, God. And, and prepare the hearts of the people here, God. And man, just let me do... Let me do your work, God. I'm available and I'm willing, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, uh, yes, Matthew 21. Um, we're going to read. And I know, so check it out. And yesterday when I was uh, getting ready to go to work, just taking shower and all good stuff, and um, I was like, God, I already know, kind of know what I'm going to be preaching. And then, but for some reason, Jesus is very clear in the rush or, or when I'm showering for some reason. Um, and I do believe that the Holy Spirit came into the re or when I was taking a shower and he gave me this word this morning for you. I, I could I could really say with all confidence, uh, he gave a, he gave me a word for everyone in this house, uh, especially for the young generation. Um, it, it's man, you'll see. And I know uh, Maggie is going to be talking about Jesus's uh, triumph entry. But I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a focus on just two verses. For some reason, I like to take just two verses and like let's dissect this and let's let's get everything out. But 
if you have your Bibles, if you have your phone with you, uh, this, this is what it says, Matthew 21, 1, as Jesus and the disciple, uh, disciples approached Jerusalem, they approached where? Jerusalem. They came to it to the town of what? Beth Bethpage, right? Beth Bethpage, on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples to go ahead to go ahead of him, and he said this. He said this to the two disciples. He says, "Go into the village over there." He said, "As soon as you enter it." You will see a donkey tied there with what? With its cold beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. <laughs> if anyone asks what you're doing, just say, just say what? The Lord needs them. And he will immediately let you take them. This is so good. I mean... Jesus is coming to Jerusalem, the capital city. And, 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 and our God is a God of order, and he has everything in order for his ministry to take place. And he invites us as collaborators for that. But it's our choice to be collaborators or to not be collaborators. It's, it's your choice. But our God, Jesus he works in order. You understand? He works in order. And he calls people into place to do specific things. And he, he, when, he, when Jesus is going to do something, he moves the pieces. And he takes out the pieces that are supposed to be there. And he moves the pieces that need to be moved. Because his plan, whether we like it or not, it will take place. Without you or without me, his plan is going to move forward. But the beautiful thing is that he invites us to be collaborators. You don't have to be talented. You don't have to be... He, if he calls you, he's going to supply everything that you need for that calling. Don't disqualify yourself. Because a lot of times we do disqualify ourselves. And Jesus uses, uses the most simple things. And we're going to see. And I'm getting chills. Like, dude, I'm getting chills all over my body right now. Jesus uses the most simple things to accomplish big things. Jesus works uh, not like you and I work. Sometimes we, we want to use the best things to, to, to do amazing things, and, and, but Jesus uses the most simple things, the things that the Bible says that people have rejected, that people turn around or, or look away from. He chooses those people. He chooses those things. And he use, uses them to humble the, 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 the proud. That's what the Bible says. And, and Jesus, God, is inviting us to be collaborators in his kingdom. I'm going to keep saying it. And in his kingdom. And he uses the most simple things. So I'm trying, let, let, let me say this because it has been in my heart for the past two weeks. Let's not make Jesus complicated. Because Jesus is not complicated. To enter in his presence, all you need is a thank you, and you're worthy. That's all you need. Sometimes we complicate things so, so much, and Jesus is so accessible to us, and he's not far away from us. And I want to build his house, 
for him to always be approachable to everyone. So let's not make Jesus complicated. He's so simple, guys. He's like the most simple person. And we're going to see it. We're going to see it. And I'm very excited. I'm very excited this morning. But And then uh, we'll finish uh, on Matthew 21, four, verse 4, after, you know, Jesus instructs the disciples. It's like, hey, go, go and untie the donkey and his colt. And then if anyone sees you asking, hey, what are you doing? He says, hey, the Lord's what? The Lord what? Needs them and he will let you go. Amen. And then verse four, it says, this took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is what? He is humble. Or another version that says he is gentle. He's riding on a donkey. <laughs> riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey's colt. Do you see that? Verse 5, the last two sentences. He's humble. He's what? Riding a what? So check it out. Riding a donkey and what else? What? Riding his colt as well. So there's two animals in this, and that's going to be really important. And I, 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 uh, that's going to be the last thing that I mentioned, but I want you to keep that in your mind. And the four Gospels, Ma uh, the four Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it records the, the entry of Jesus, but only Matthew says that there's two animals. A donkey and a colt. And Diana, thank you for, for writing that because this is really important. A donkey and a colt. Everyone, every other gospel says a donkey, but it doesn't never mention a colt. And we're going to go to that point because, geez, this is really, really good. So keep that, keep that in your mind. Keep that in your mind, the back of your mind. Hey, Jesus is riding a donkey and he is riding on a donkey's colt. You know what's a colt? A donkey's colt? It's a baby, right? Just FY, FY. Keep it at the back of your mind. So, Jesus, his time is approaching. His time is approaching, and he needs, he knows that he needs to go to, to, to Jerusalem, the capital city. And when Jesus, when he's about to, when he's close, uh, basically, Jesus sends two of his disciples and his, like, he gives them instructions and, they, and he says to them, hey, go to the town that's, a pro, that's ahead and you're going to find, you're going to find a donkey and a colt that are going to be tied up and you're going to bring them to me. You're going to bring them to me. I like how Luke describes this. Luke says, hey, you're going to bring the donkey that has never been it has never been rode on or written, yeah, rode on, which is really, really key. And he's like, if anyone asks you, hey, what are you doing, dude? I mean, who are those two random people? Imagine two random guys just come to your car and it's like, they start taking your car and they're like, dude, what are you doing? That, that's kind of weird. But Jesus' uh, instruction was like, hey, tell them the Lord needs them. The Lord needs them. And then when you say that, he will let you go. 
Because why? Because he, Jesus already prepared the things. Because once again, Jesus is not just a random person. The God that we serve is not a random person. He organizes everything. So he organized ahead of time what he was going to do. God knew that he was going to humble himself. He was going to take flesh. He knew all that, that he was going to come and he was going to be rejected. He knew that he was going to be born in a, in a stall, pretty much. He knew all, all the hardships that he was facing. And he knew that his time was going to come. And he knew that he, he needed to die on the cross. But there's details. There's details that, that, that basically lead to, to the climax of the story, which is Jesus and the cross. And it's Jesus resurrecting. And here, before he enters, he enters um, Jerusalem. He says, "It's like, hey, go and get donkeys. Go and get two donkeys and bring them to me. Because you know what? There is a prophecy in Zechariah nine. There is a prophecy, Zechariah nine nine, and it says, "Rejoice!" It kind of repeats the same thing. Rejoice, O people of Zion! Shout and triumph!" O people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. Check this out. He is what? He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble. Yet he is humble. He's worthy, he's holy, but yet he's humble and he's riding on a donkey and riding on a donkey's colt. Jesus rides in humility. He enters in greatness and he does great things, but Jesus always rides in humility. Jesus was humble from, from start all the way to the finish. All the way to the, uh, to, to the end when Jesus died at the cross, he was always humble. And one of the things that, that really captured me is like, Jesus is the king, and it was a king back there as well. And usually when, when, when kings would enter a town, especially the capital, kings enter in horses. Kings enter with an escort. Kings enter with shiny armors, but yet Jesus came in in a donkey. And the people of Israel were waiting for a powerful king. They were waiting for a king that was going to deliver them. Because the people of Israel had been Troubled over and over and over, oppressed over and over and over, over and over and over again. But there was a promise that at the time there was going to be a savior that was going to deliver them from their enemies. When you hear that, it's like, hey, if you're oppressed, let just imagine this with me really quick. If you've been oppressing it your entire life, and then someone tells you, hey, there, here comes a time when a mighty deliverer is going to free you. He's going to deliver you. What do you imagine? 
I mean, dude, you imagine the, like, man, a king that is like, or you imagine a person that is powerful. You imagine a person that is like, brings the heat. And then they see Jesus in a donkey in a humble way. You know, our Lord is not impressed with what we can bring. Our Lord is impressed and He's touched by our humility. And He writes, and I must say like this, this is what the Lord said to me yesterday, or the, the Spirit said to me yesterday, I write in humility. I write in humility. I write in humility. I don't need no shiny armors. I don't need the most uh, brilliant idea. I write in humility. When you write in humility, that keeps your, your heart from being prideful because Jesus cannot never, ever, ever, ever work in pride. There's no pride, there's, there's no space for pride wherever Jesus is. Jesus came in a donkey. When everyone was expecting a mighty king, when everyone was expecting a king, Jesus rode a donkey. When Jesus came in and he wrote something so simple, something, something, lo, lo, lo digo así en español porque muchas veces, you know, pensamos, al menos en mi cultura, bueno, en nuestra cultura, así lo pienso, like, miramos un burro como que es de lo peor, ¿no? It's like, oh, it's a donkey, it's like the worst. Like, I want a horse, you know. Work, uh, God, uh, Jesus works and Jesus rides in humility. And Philippians 2, Philippians 2 talks about it. Philippians 2 talks about it. He's, uh, Philippians 2.6 uh, talks about it and it says, Though he was God, he did not think of equally with God as something to cleanse in. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave or a human being, and he was, uh, and was born as a human being. He appeared in a human form. He humbled himself in what? In obedience to God and died a criminal's death. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name that is above all names, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess or declare that Jesus is Christ the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus decided to ride in humility all his life. You want, you want your triumph? You want your crown? Always ride in humility. Jesus rides in humility. If, he, if you want to be used by God, start, start by being humble. Be available in the most humble way. Be available in the most humble way. Because one time, one day, there's going to be a day that he's going to put you in the high. Just like the Father put Jesus in the high. Because the Bible says, like, hey, Jesus, he humbled himself. He came. He humbled himself in obedience. He's humbled himself and died on the cross. And now he is where? He is seated in high places. 
You want to sit in high places? Be humble. Jesus writes in humility. Jesus writes in a humble way. God has placed something in your life, in your life. God has placed gifts. God has placed, has placed calling in your life to fulfill his plan, to fulfill his purpose. And just, and once again, we are what? Collaborators with Christ. And here's going here's gonna to come a time where Jesus is going to need something. It is going to be like, Juan, I need your donkey, dude. I need what I gave you. <laughs> Damn, it's like, oh, you're cracking up. Give me, I need your donkey. I need your donkey. I need, I need what I gave you. What's going to be our response? What's going to be our response? This man that owned these two animals, just imagine the privilege of the invitation. Because I do believe that this man, that owned, the owner of the two animals, he, did, he received a direct invitation from God. He, he didn't need no, no man to go say, hey, go tell him if he wants. No, no. The instructions go, go and get him. Because I already called him. I already invited him. You know what I mean? I, I, is, it, is it clicking? He already prepared. He's like, hey, Freddie, I already gave you that. When the time comes, are you, are you going to say yes? I already gave you the invitation. Are you going to accept it? And when God comes to you, just be ready to give it. Be ready to give your best. Be ready to, to let go of those things. Because, I mean, two donkeys, I mean, that's a, maybe back in the day, it's, that was a lot. I'm, I'm not sure what it signifies down here. It was a lot, way too much. Like, hey, give me your best. The donkey and its baby. Dude, hey, just give me one. Oh, just give me one, Jesus. Or, or, or give me one, Freddie. Well, here you go, Jesus. No, give me both. Give me the best. Give me the creator and the creation. You know, give me, give me the, the fruit. Give me everything. I want everything in whole. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Are you going to be available? Are you going to be willing to let God take whatever he gave you for him to use it for his honor? Or are you just going to say no? Because I do believe that the Lord is calling you. And here's the reason why I feel this very strong. Like, I do, I do believe that the Lord has been calling some of y'all to really come in collaboration with him. To really come in collaboration with him. And he's one of your best. He's one of your first and he's one of your last. He's one of your, he's one of your oldest and he's wanting your youngest. He wants everything. He doesn't want one, he wants two. Jesus rides in humility. And whenever I was reading this, you know, I'm going to finish already. And, but one thing that really captured me and captured my attention um, is that, once again, a king, whenever a king 
came into to a place, especially to the capital, the king always came with an escort, and he always came uh, on a horse. Amen. Um, and the people of Israel were waiting for a deliverer. Amen. Do you guys remember uh, John the Baptist? You know, he's he's the one that prepared the way for for Jesus' arrival. He's the one that baptized Jesus. Do you remember that? And, and do you remember how passionate John was? Like, oh, generación de víboras, you serpents. He would call people out. Like, dude, this guy would call people out. He was very, he was very, este, he was very firm. He was very, very, very passionate. Very passionate about about the things, but check this out. One thing that really captured me and captured my attention because he was really, John was really passionate because he knew the Messiah was coming and he knew that the, the, their delivery was already here. And he was just so passionate about it. He was so ready. He's like, yeah, Jesus, you're coming. You're going to deliver us. You're going to slay all our enemies and we're going to reign and we're going to reign forever. Yeah. He was so pumped. But yet Jesus was so humble. Check out John's response. See John like, oh, fire, 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 fire. And then a couple of uh, years went by and see, Jesus, uh, and see John's response. Check it out. It's in Luke 7, 19, 18. Check this out. Luke 7, 18, it says, this is John. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. John had his own disciples. And his disciples go up to John and they're telling him everything Jesus was doing. So Jesus called for his disciples and he sent them to the Lord this message. Ask him, are you the Messiah we're expecting? Or should we, or should we be keep? Or I'm sorry, are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John, the guy that expected fire, the guy that expected blood, and and expected armies of heaven. Here's what Jesus is doing, and he questions Jesus. And he sends this message to Jesus. Hey, are you the one? Are you actually the one that we're waiting for? Or should we keep looking for someone else? Or should we keep waiting for someone else? At this very time, Jesus cured many people and their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits. And he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, he said, hey, re reply to, to John and say this. Go back to tell John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. Once again, the people of Israel were wanting for a king, a powerful king that was delivering them, 
that came with armies, that came with, with swords and spears and horses and chariots, but yet here is Jesus on a donkey. The guy who was expecting for the Messiah to deliver them with power and a mighty hand, he's riding on a donkey and he's healing people. And, and, and John's response or John's question or John's doubt was, are you really the one? Because, Jesus, I was expecting someone else. I was expecting for me to be like, woo, come on, I, I defeated all my enemies. I was expecting that, but no, you're over here healing them. You're over here delivering people. What do you mean? Are you the one? Jesus rides in humility. Jesus is humble. Jesus' Jesus's life is about humility. And this is why, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, Jesus, I mean, man, I was expecting for when I prayed for that, for, for that, for that, uh, need, for that need for it to be fulfilled and, and nothing's happening. Am I, pray, am I praying to you? It doesn't seem that way. I thought you were going to deliver me. I thought you were going to help me. I thought you were going to rescue me. I thought you were going to give me. But you're doing other things. Once again, Jesus writes in humility. I love Jesus' response to John's doubt. Like, hey, I don't work the way you work. God is not, and I'm going to say it like this, like Uzi said it once, it's like, hey, He's, he, he's not dom domesticated by, by us. We cannot do domesticate a lion. It's impossible. We cannot domesticate Jesus. Sometimes the, way, the things that he does are with a purpose. But once again, Jesus writes in what? In humility. In humility all the time. And I said I was gonna, that, that I, I told you at the beginning to keep a thought, which is the donkey and the colt. And I'm gonna end with this the donkey and the colt. There was two animals recorded in the book of Matthew that is important. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. It's, there's two animals it's, it's the donkey, it's the mom, and it's the colt, it's the baby. Later we see when Jesus uh, enters Jerusalem, we see Jesus riding the colt and not the donkey. And whenever I was just like meditating on this uh, yesterday and this morning, I, I, I felt to say this, and from, from the people on the very back all the way to the back, Alessia, or whoever's up there as well, to the very front, listen to this. This is what the Lord gave me, and I do believe that, that we'll give some of you all direction. Jesus wants to use you no matter what, no matter how old, no or how young you are. If you're, if you're young or if you're old, and I, I, I want to, and this is the reason why I know it was God. He gave me um, Joel's, Joel's um, revelation once. He said, 
if we're the the older folks we we need wow that's embarrassing the older folks they need <laughs> the strength of the youth and the youth needs the knowledge of the older people and here in the story we see the mom we see an older donkey and a younger donkey he didn't just take jesus rode the colt when he entered he didn't ride the older jesus always works in the new remember new uh, new wine requires what new wineskins jesus always works in the new and i do believe i do believe in that 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 god is going to be using some of some of you that are very young or, or that have never experienced that before in ministries maybe you're like oh i'm 24 and am i young yeah you're young i mean i think if you're if you're 60 then you're not young anymore you know but every everything else qualifies for young i'm gonna say it like that just trying to make myself feel good <laughs> i'm halfway there bro that's embarrassing okay <laughs> don't ask you bro whatever I know. Dang. Can we pray? Let's, let's pray. I'm kidding. That's whatever. We need, we need, to, it, it, it is, it is so beautiful. It is so, Jesus writes in humility and he writes on the new. He uses the new, new wineskins. A new ministry, a new person, a new heart, a new spirit. Let's use that. But just imagine if the disciples would have just taken the cult and that's it. Imagine how hard would it be to dominate that cult. Because the Bible says that that cult had never been, been, been a, a road on. He had never been rode on, ever, ever, ever. Jesus was the first person that rode that cult. And you could see that in Luke. You can see that in Luke. It's very specific. I don't, I don't think Jesus or his disciples would have dominated the, the young cult. But when, when the young cult saw the older donkey, I know we're talking about animals. It doesn't make sense, but just, just take this. He saw the older donkey. He's like, hey, just like me and my daughter. You know, whatever I do, my daughter is going to do. What, however I react, that's how my daughter is going to react. And that's why young person, I, knew, I know it's exciting to be in the house of the Lord. I know it's exciting for Jesus to be riding on you. But let's look to our left or let's look to our right or let's look forward and see the example of those that have been ahead of us already to direct us. And, and, and the ones that are we already ahead of them, let's be an example to, to them as well. Because it works both ways. For you, young person, my example should be, hey, don't fear, keep going. That should, that, that, that's what my example should be. Jesus rode the new, and Jesus rode in a humble way. God wants to use you. Will you be available? Maybe you've never seen the hand of God in your life. 
But here it comes. Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you available? He already placed something in your hands. And here, here, here you're going to come a day where people are, or, or the Lord is going to ask you, it's like, dude, you ready to give it up? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I, I need to fulfill my plan. Are you ready? Are you going to partner with me? Amen. Why don't you close your eyes? God, teach us humility, Lord. God, teach us humility, God. Teach us how to be like you. We, we sing about and we say, Many times I want to be like you, Jesus. We pray and we sing about it. We want to be with, like you, Lord. And One of your major attributes is humbleness, Lord. You're right in humility, Lord. You're right in humility, Lord. And God, this morning, humble me. Humble us. So you can ride on us, God. Ride on the new God right in this new generation that's, that's coming, God, behind us, Lord. And let us be an example to them. Let us millennials be an example to Gen Z. And Gen X as well, or, or Gen whatever, it's coming next after Gen Z, Lord. Let us be an example to them, Lord. And, and God, we are available to you, Jesus. Whatever you ask from me, Lord, it is available. If you ask for, for everything, God, everything that I am is available at your service, God, to fulfill your plan, Lord. God, I want to be able to, to collaborate with you, Lord, to push your kingdom, to to push your, your kingdom, God, not my agenda, not my ideas. And God, let, and I'm just going to pray like this, Lord, with all confidence, God, that nothing that, that, that we build in prayer houses is not going to, is not going to match what you have, Lord. Everything that we build in prayer houses is going to match you, Lord. It's going to match you. We're going to go forward, God. We're going to move forward. We're going to teach this generation, God, how to follow you. We're going to teach this, this generation how you can use them as well, God, to fulfill your purpose, God. In Jesus' name, I, we pray, God, God that, that everything, our resources, our strength, our youth, our, 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 everything that we have is yours, Jesus. Come, come, Lord. However you need to do it, if you need to use a certain part of me, God, just use that. If you need to use a certain part of someone else, use that, God. But let us push your kingdom, God. We're here to push your kingdom, God. And as we do push your kingdom, God, once again, keep us humble. Teach us how to be humble, Lord. Teach us how to be humble, God. In the name of Jesus, we are available, God. We are available, God. <laughs> and I'll end with this with this. He is returning not on a donkey anymore. He's returning on a horse. He's returning on a white horse, ladies and gentlemen. He's returning on a white horse. <laughs>
You're returning God in a white horse, Jesus. <laughs> you're not coming back with a donkey, God. You're returning with vengeance, Lord. You're, you're coming with fire, Lord. You're coming with the sword in your mouth, Jesus. You're coming with fire in your eyes, Lord. That's how, that's how you're returning, Jesus. Because you're already sitting on the throne because of your humility, God. And God, let us live lives in a humble way that one day we get to be in high places, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And the name of Jesus and everyone says, Amen. Amen. Give it up for Jesus, man. From, from riding a donkey to coming on a, on a horse. That, that's... That's it, man. That, that's it. So, hey, why don't you stand up really quick and we'll be dismissed. And once again, Thursday. Yeah. Wait, is it this Thursday? No. Oh, yeah. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Don't forget Palm Sunday. We're going to have fun. Um, here, I'm going to choose someone. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I'm going to choose someone. Uh, hey, Mamet, can you, can you say a prayer so you can dismiss us? Yeah, just say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say yeah, bro. <laughs>